0: Every time I say heavy leanings, (laughs) I laugh now. God God damn it, (laughs) Gado! I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth. Hyphen posts on Tumblr. I'm joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon, and I'm an Eon Blue Negative on
1: Tumblr. Guile. This is Guile, eh? And I'm Guile (laughs) and Subterfuge on Tumblr.
2: Offended, Chicky. Hi, this is Chicky. I am
0: Chicky on Tumblr, and our offended party joining us is Cray. Hey, I'm Cray. I'm Crayjoy at um, on Tumblr. Okay, and yeah. uh, we're we're covering Game of Thrones season three, episode six. I totally didn't look up the title of this one. Anyone know it off by hand? It's the climb, right? It's the climb. The, right? crime. the climb. The yeah. crime. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> for- because chaos is a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I wrote that. Now it's not going to be as funny when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so funny. All right. So our podcast, of course, has spoilers for books um, and show. Um, also, trigger warning for rape discussion. And there is some graphic violence in this one as well. So heads up. Okay, we open the episode with Gilly. Um she's teaching Sam how to build a fire properly. Um while well, she's holding her baby. Jam uh why'd I say jam? Sam shows her the obs- <laughs> Sam shows her the obsidian blade that he had found and they are a few days from the wall. Sam tells her of Castle Black and she asks him to sing her a song, which he does. Mm-hmm. A little quite intimate camp scene.
2: It really is. I love how, how well Hannah Murray, like, sells that, that Gilly is really into Sam and, like, interested in what he has to say. <laughs> like, she does such a good job of it. You can kind of really buy into it. I don't know. In, in the books, y- you feel it too, but I don't know. There's something about this dynamic on screen that really, really works for me.
3: Yeah, they have a, they and it's have really good. sort of naive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good naive little chemist. They have good chemistry, these two.
3: I yeah, think. they really do. It, it was really sad Sam singing that song though, because it was all about a father's love, and you just know that Sam's father was like the worst. Oh, it was so oh. sad when he was singing that.
0: I, was, uh, oh, I didn't even make that was... connection. That's a really good point. <laughs> I couldn't help but you wondering if, a little? if the song was like stirring up the and offending those the, whoever's in the north. <laughs> 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 I went that, oh, that route. That White walkers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh.
2: We don't want your southern gods.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, next scene we have, uh, Mira's rabbit. Um, uh, she's well, her rabbit skinning techniques are being criticized by Osha. Um, they go off on each other for a bit and Bran attempts to, you know, keep the peace between the two of them. And then Jojin starts convulsing in his sleep. Mira tends to him telling the group that, um, his visions take their toll. Jojen wakes up and tells Bran he saw John that he's on the wrong side of the wall and he's surrounded by enemies. Wouldn't
1: it have been funny if he was like, I saw John in the cave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Doing things with yes. his tongue. <laughs> and then they have to give Bran a talk about the birds and the bees. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. No, someone. <laughs>
2: No, but like seriously, this scene always has kind of bothered me. I don't know. There's something about the dynamic of of that the women have to be kind of at each, each other's throats, and then Bran, who's this little boy, like has to step in and mediate. I, something about this kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Know. I think
1: I do like that Bran is sort of positioned as the leader, which I think you know he would be, just given that you know he's the Reed's liege lord, uh, you know essentially. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, he is the leader of the group, even though he is this little boy. So maybe it's almost meant to like put him in that position of authority, whether he really wants to or not, And even given how vulnerable he is.
0: I think for me, it was just a little confusing why Osha seemed to be so confrontational with Mira. Yeah, does
3: this come back in future episodes? Like, do they, it's just they make up here and then, like, that's it? And then Osha leaves
0: for...
2: for Yeah, I think the they stay confrontational is- oh. until she leaves, if oh, okay. I remember correctly. I- I well, and maybe it's, it's just out. Osha doesn't trust them yet, either.
0: Yeah.
1: And she is pretty, um, you know, she is pretty maternal towards those
0: boys. I guess, yeah. I see that.
1: It made yeah. me miss Osha and Rickon, actually. Like, actually made me miss Rickon, which is weird, because, like, who misses Who's Rickon? Rickon? <laughs> Sorry,
0: no. <that's>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> made me miss Osha, for sure. I like her. <clears throat> Alright, next scene? Sure. Alright. Okay, we're gonna go to Tormon and the Wildlings. Um, they are preparing to climb the wall. grit gives Jon some climbing spiky shoes. I'm sorry, I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> There's like, I think antlers on the bottom of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I think it's antlers. I was looking at it, and I'm just like, what is that made of? I mean, would antlers really hold on to ice?
3: No. No, They're like, hi, Hey, antlers. tell us. <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, I ice, I, I don't know no. what ice
4: is. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ice is the most water. Eons from Dorne. She doesn't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Antlers are pretty they're they're tough material. I can't believe I'm like
1: seriously thinking about this. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got two Canadians. It's close to a moose. <laughs> I
3: I actually did the other day in an unrelated for an unrelated reason look up the difference between horns and antlers. So I guess I I do recently have some knowledge about antlers. But anyway, <laughs> it's just unrelated. not not that much in depth.
0: <laughs> Maybe you could do some research for us this winter <laughs> make some shoes. Let us know how it goes.
3: <laughs> okay, <I will. laughs> I already have some, so I'll just, I'll just do some <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> get back to us. Um, anyway, apparently these antler shoes belong to another man that she was with. And uh, she says, he didn't treat me as good as you or do that thing with your tongue. Uh, he tells her to shush up about that. And then you teases him a bit more and calls him a proper lover. So, yeah, we get it. John was good. Um, well, Were the
1: shoes too small
0: for him, though? Yes. <laughs> well, he's a short guy. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, she tells him that she's his woman and he's going to be loyal to her. And the Night's Watch and Mance don't care if they die. The only thing that matters is each other. Tormund gives John, John you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> right. I know, the whole time. Tormon gives John a small axe to climb with uh, along with some advice. That's the end of the scene. Dun, dun, dun.
2: Oh God. I mean, like they're it's they're laying it down so thick, setting up for what's gonna happen with John and Agrit. um I kind of I c I kinda I kinda do like the way that they played it out between them on the show, um, so that it was, you know, incredibly personal. I think in the books you you don't get the feeling that it's quite as personal between them. They quote unquote betrayal, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it definitely works well with what they ended up doing. I feel like,
3: mm-hmm. I think it would have been a little bit more impactful. Like what happens if John could lie to Egret by like looking her in the eyes. Cause when he's, when she's like, like never betray me. And he basically does like shifty eyes and can't look in her <laughs> face. And he's like, I'll never betray you. <laughs> John, you're such a <laughs> horrible liar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so if they'd played it straight up and then he betrayed her, people would have been
0: I more impactful.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, but that wouldn't I be John. Really, yeah, they wouldn't be John. That's true.
2: I just really.
4: Between Kid and Rose in this episode.
2: Yeah, they have great chemistry. Or. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, you're such a John hater. You're John hater.
0: Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I don't hate him. He just bores the fuck out of me. <laughs> That's all. Okay, sorry. Uh let's go on to Arya's scene. I like Arya. Uh she's shooting a straw dummy full of arrows, reciting the names of the people she wants dead. Um the archer Ang guy calls her good, but not as good as she thinks she is. He gives her some tips. Before Arya can enact those tips, they are interrupted by Melisandre and her crew. Um, Thoris and Melisandre um, in the cave later exchange a few words. in. Oh, actually, no, this is before the cave. They exchange a few words in High Valyrian, and then he takes her to the cave to meet Beric Dondarrion. She uh, inspects his wounds and seems shocked that he's been brought back six times. She tells Thoros that he should not have that power. Thoris tells Melisandra of how he lost faith in the Lord of Light until he was able to bring Beric back from the dead. And Melisandra tells both men that they have someone he needs, meaning the Lord of Light. Arya, Gendry, and Aangai are inspecting arrowheads. When Melisandra and the soldiers arrive, Arya uh, makes a comment about not liking Melisandra. Beric says, forgive me, lad, as the soldiers grab Gendry. Um... <coughs> Uh, Arya calls Melisandre a witch. She, in turn, looks into Arya's eyes, tells her there is a darkness uh, in them, and that they're going to meet again. Arya watches as they cart Gendry away.
2: Oh God! The scenes that that launched a
1: thousand theories, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm sure they're not going to meet again.
2: <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be dropped.
3: It seems so they're heavy handed. Far away. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, yeah. No, I think they are gonna have a meet. It seems like it. Why would? Why
1: wouldn't they? Well, because I think Mel's gonna die resurrecting Jon. But
0: I don't, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Thoros never did. Why would that happen? Yeah.
1: Well, Barric does eventually in the book. So. Yeah,
0: but he does it like but six. The show times.
1: has
4: like forgotten Beric.
2: <laughs> They've yeah. forgotten like the entire
1: Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, Maybe yeah. they forgot this whole season. We don't really know.
0: <laughs> um, good chunk of it, anyway.
2: <laughs> I mean, I did think that, you know, the scene with Melisandre
4: mating Darien and Thoris is pretty relevant to what is going to come up in Season 6, possibly, since she's already at the Wall right now. She's already seen what Thoris has done with Don Dondarrion. So well, I mean, it's hopefully. definitely
2: what we all thought at the time, and then now that she is back at the Wall with John dead, I mean, you would think that they were setting that- this up. We would think that, but... You no. would.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, can we... How in the hell did she possibly find them from Dragonstone?
2: <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. In, like, a day. Yeah, That's... In basically a day.
1: The Lord no, of Light they're... gave her visions. Yeah. Come on. Sure. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm totally going to buy it. I well, just, you know, I... like... Yeah,
2: my my the logistical thing, inconsistencies are my thing with the logistics of this is it's like okay, Robert has like twenty bastards on the show in show canon. Like, is is Gendry the easiest one to get to? He's in the middle of like the war torn well, Riverlands. I mean, like, is oh, this yeah. your best choice? They allegedly no, killed all of them. Oh right, sure.
3: In <laughs> you know, in book, in uh, show canon, and they're apparently all in King's Landing. Like, he never went and had right. bastards anywhere else. Right, right. Yeah. He was a circumspect man, that Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think just a little um, soundtrack note is when when um, when Melisandre's looking in Arya's eyes, and the the Faceless Men theme does like make a little oh. appearance in the background. I was like, "Ooh, that's interesting."
1: I, I don't know how you get those cues, but that is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And just
3: like, a dumb amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do love that there's kind of shades of, of the Ghost of High Heart in, in what Melisandre says to to Arya, um, which is kind of cool.
1: Although I was sort of you hoping know, the Ghost of High Heart would be like the role I could play in the show. You know how like Brian, <laughs> God, like, I could play that. i like, no, that was the role I could play.
4: You know, whenever this 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 episode came out, I can remember going on the boards and looking at all the theories. Whenever Melisandre says like she's going to kill, you know, green eyes, blue eyes, brown eyes, and some people were like, "Oh my God, is she going to kill
0: Jamie?" Oh, really? of the green eyes. <laughs> yes,
1: I remember. <laughs> but in the show, he has blue eyes. Exactly.
0: And I'm sure that came up in the discussion thread. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was the next post. It said. Right. Who I, then that was the end of the thread. Yeah. But you go Thread Killer.
2: <laughs>
1: some asshole came in and ruined everyone's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel
2: so sorry for Gendry in this scene. You're just like, oh man, life shits on Gendry again. Yeah.
0: You finally
1: gets
2: some has, friends. Yeah. And Arya. <laughs> he has that terrible haircut and
1: mustache. Yeah. <laughs> for
0: Gendry. Mm. All right, let's go on. To, well, the next scene is really quick. It's just a back, a meanwhile, at the wall type of scene. They're climbing, uh, a tense moment where Jon slips, and then he quickly recovers. Toron makes a joke, and they continue their climb. So, well, you can just skip over that one. Theon is awakened by Ramsay blowing a horn. Ramsay mocks him about his father and the Starks. Ramsay wants Theon to guess who he is. Um They play a little game. Um... We get this line, um, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention, that kind of gets replayed quite a bit. Um, Theon guesses they're at uh, Deepwood Moat and Ramsay cuts him. The torture continues until Theon guesses car hold. He begs Ramsey, um, he pegs Ramsay for a car stark and then Ramsay lies, tells Theon. He wins, then he admits he's a liar and continues to flay Theon's pinky. And it begins. Oh, God.
2: I remember this being the point where I was sick of the torture. Already? Oh, man. so long, this scene. Yeah, yeah. I remember this kind of being my turning point, like, oh, this is enough.
3: Like he starts to go into the pinky. You're like, okay, that's enough. Now we get it. And then he just keeps going. You're like, all right.
2: Yeah, it's still really
3: painful
1: to watch. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it
0: really
1: is.
3: There's, like, 84 like more scenes scene. of this to
0: go. <laughs> like, little yeah. did you know.
1: So it's like that scene in The Simpsons where Bart is getting beat up by some bullies and they, they're asking him questions, and he's like, is not there any answer I can give to this that will not result in more punches? And they, like, consult <laughs> each other. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs>
0: it's a good analogy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, it's torture. It's torture. Just Ramsey being Ramsey.
2: How much you How don't want to see this anymore.
0: All right. All right. Next scene. Rob uh, meets with a couple of Frey men. Uh, they require a formal apology. They want Hall and Edmir Tully. Edmir refuses to marry the Frey daughter, and uh, the Blackfish threatens him. Rob tells Edmure they'll lose the war if he doesn't go through with it, and then finally Edmir relinquishes and agrees to marry the Frey daughter. Let's hear some uh, love for Edmir. Oh. God, I
2: <laughs> I, it's just—I mean, like you know, like it's understandable Edmure's reaction, but they—the way that they frame him in the show is kind of still tough for me to take. I mean, like it's—it's it's understandable that that Edmure is like <laughs> not so thrilled about this. I mean, he—this doesn't go down exactly the same way in the book, but you know poor Edmure. I mean, he does kind of get the short end of the stick here.
0: Yeah, his whole family just gains up on him, right? Like, you're such yeah. a fuck-up, Edmure. Just marry the girl. Pretty much, that was that what that whole scene. I mean, I get
2: his point of view and I, I like, get <laughs> Kat's point of view, like, sitting there looking at him, like, are you kidding? I had to marry a stranger? <laughs> you're whining about this, but,
3: uh. <laughs> yeah. It's just gotta be hard because Rob did the exact same thing that he's not allowed to do, like, Katlin's right. like... Right. <laughs> Yeah, risking our freedom and our lives for a chance of a prettier wife, and that's exactly what Rob did. Which he says <laughs> Rob admits to, but it's like, yeah, but he did it. Yeah, but he's the king. Well,
1: then he's got Blackfish sitting there, who also hasn't yeah. deemed to marry anyone either. Right,
2: right. He's too cool to marry anybody. <laughs> the f- I gotta say though, the phrase are so well cast. The guys' <laughs> <is laughs> stupid hats. They're stupid like, fucking light, hats, like, right? Um, like, light- <laughs> Lame name, Lothar? Lame Lothar, yeah. I think that is yeah. the that they use, too. Yeah. It has a,
4: a limp and everything. That's yeah. pretty cool.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
3: Yeah, the phrase definitely have a look.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> great <laughs> bunch of Halloween costumes. to just go as a bunch of phrases. I think as long as you had that hat, everyone would know who you were.
0: <laughs> That's great. I don't so- know what you're doing. I'll leave that out. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next scene. Uh, it's Jamie and Brianne. They're having a nice sit-down meal with Roos. Um, Brienne assists Jamie with his food as he struggles to cut his meat. Um, Roos says he should send Jamie back to Rob Stark. Jamie wants to know why he doesn't, and he points out that many would pay a great deal for you. And Jamie adds, we know who would pay the most, and we also know who would pay you back the most if you didn't, if he sent him north. I jumbled that up, but I think you get the point. <laughs> Says, perhaps it's best to kill you both and burn your bodies. Bran grabs her knife at that point, and then Jamie stills her hand. Uh, Jamie assures Roose Tywin would make time for him if he ever found out that he had killed them. Roose <clears throat> tells him he will allow him to return to King's Landing, and in turn, he will tell Tywin he had nothing to do with his maiming. Jamie wants to drink on it. Roos refuses, Jamie pours a glass for Brienne, toasts their continued journey, and Roos tells him that she will not be leaving. Um, She's guilty of abetting treason. Jamie insists, Roos tells him he's overplaying his position. (laughs) It's such a good scene. I really love this scene. The pink dress. We get to see the pink dress.
2: It's it's so good. Well, Michael McElhattan is so good in this scene. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just peak Roose for me right here.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
3: And you get to see Brienne helping Jamie with his meat. That's something very yeah. exciting. <laughs> well, I love how irritating he is when he's trying to
2: cut it, too. You <laughs> can just see he's trying to be as loud and annoying as possible. Oh, yeah. He loves it. He loves how embarrassing he is. <laughs> It's so cool though. I love that. I love the way that they did all the kind of nonverbal stuff with Jamie and Brienne in this scene. It just kind of speaks to what their relationship has become, Mm -hmm. which is really cool to see. I mean, you know, it's like they don't really talk to one another, but they interact and like it's such a a couple-y scene. You know what I'm talking about? They look
0: like an old married couple. They really do. I love that. And
4: even his expression whenever he finds out that
3: she's staying too. And then Jay or, Brienne's expression when Jamie, like, insists that she come along, she's still sort of surprised that he even cares, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
2: Oh. Oh.
1: And I love how cocky Jamie is, like, immediately. Like, just the way his posture and his body language is when he's holding up his knife with just the piece of meat in it. He's,
2: like, so cocky. He has no business being so, but he completely is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think they were trying to play it like he figured out what was going on with Roos way faster than maybe he did in the book scene. I'm not really sure. I agree. It seems with like you. that must be what they were going for. Yeah.
0: As soon as he he paid, he got the temperature of the room and what was going on. Uh, his whole demeanor kind of shifted. Well, yeah, I agree.
1: And I suppose being like bathed and taking and you know having the medical care and getting a nice meal, like they're probably not going to do that before they send him back. If if he's planning to send him back to Rob, you know why? Yeah. So
3: and I he was never I even that. bathed. He's still so filthy because he never <laughs> finished his
0: He never got his head dunked, that's why. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he's just
3: all greasy.
2: <laughs> his hair is really greasy still. <laughs> <laughs> so greasy.
3: Aww. Alright. Um, yeah, it's a like coiffed. Anyway.
1: So, people that, like, if you were um you know if you're a fan of the show before the season or watching it before the season when they did they ever show like just the hand holding as like a little trailer or a little like snippet from the season
2: they they showed it no not not before the season but then they show it i think it was in the preview for this episode okay i think if People i remember correctly just flipping out oh I yeah would. we all were yeah that's crazy <laughs> Are you kidding?
0: it was so beautiful <laughs> The the way it was lit? It was like a Renaissance painting.
2: (laughs) Everybody knew that um, the Bear Pit had to be in 7 because it was called the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Mm -hmm. So we didn't even expect a Jamie and Brienne scene in 6, as I recall. So it was all like a great fun thing to see in the the trailer.
3: Aww. Aww. They were holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) Memories.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that Chickie's like our vet fandom person. <laughs> this is like before. Remember
1: 13 years ago when <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wasn't that
0: awesome? A oh, uh. grizzled JB veteran. <laughs> uh. All right. Next scene, we have uh, Tywin and Olenna. Um They're enjoying a glass of wine and talking about with Olena Olenna calls Cersei old. Um... <clears throat> they continue their conversation speaking more about old age, menopause, and homosexuality. <laughs> Olena gets a job <laughs> pretty much is knocking it down. Uh Olenna gets a jab in about incest in return. Tywin gets huffy, reminds her that if the rumors about Jamie and Cersei were true, then Joffrey is no king and House Tyrell is throwing a prize flower into the dirt. Olana returns with well if Cersei is too old to bear children, they are throwing another prize flower in the dirt. She cannot risk a marriage between Cersei and Loras. Tywin tells Alana if she refuses, he will name Loras to the king's guard. Tywin grabs his quill to draw up the order. Olana breaks it, calls him a man that lives up to his reputation. And she seems impressed. I
2: mean, and then is, they do it. Yeah, no, they do have really <laughs> good chemistry. And this is such a great show scene i mean like these two actors are amazing and right. you can tell that they just were loving their lives when they were shooting this like you can just feel you know that they were really into it it's really good but i do have like an issue with like internal consistency here because it's like loris was kingsguard to renly right. in the show yeah so it's like <laughs> this makes no sense that suddenly you're really <laughs> upset about him being kingsguard to someone
1: well, but did Lo- did Renly's Kingsguard, um, was celibacy a, you know, is that just like
2: general Kingsguard, or is that special,
1: you know? Only no, with that's the ladies.
0: No, sorry.
2: Like Kingsguard. That's Kingsguard. I mean, he meant to be the king of Westeros, so I mean, it that's is true thing. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a funny thing. I mean, clearly they didn't intend to, to write out both Willis and Garland earlier on in the series, and they decided to sometime in the third season, and it's like, this doesn't make sense anymore.
0: Yes, good point. (laughs) It's a bit inconsistent. Uh, Surprise! Uh, (laughs) All right, let's go on to the next scene. We have the climb up the wall. Um, It's continuing. We have Ygritte, and she's putting her axe into the ice. And we get this thunderous crack as it crawls across the wall, followed by an avalanche, taking several of the wildlings with. With the fall. Uh, Aurel, John, and your grit dangle tied to Toramond. Aurel wants to cut them loose, and John manages a swing and dig his axe into the wall <clears throat> before the rope is cut. Uh, your grit falls, um, John saves her, and they continue their climb. Oh, god. This the is budget. pretty freaking epic for a television yeah. production. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's all I could think of. It Season really three is. at that. It's probably even yeah. as big, right?
2: Well, it was impressive then because I don't think we didn't, we, you know, like the Blackwater was really cool in season two, but you were, you were like watching things that were happening in season three and they'd be like mid season. You'd be like, wow, how do they have the budget for this? And then they just kind of keep going. Um, yeah, this is, this is pretty spectacular. I, I don't know. Did anybody watch the behind the scenes for this recently? I think they spent weeks putting this together, didn't they?
1: I listened to the commentary, which was um, Kit and Rose was in the director And they just talked about that it was in Paint Hall and it was a 50-foot wall that they built um, and with, like, rock climbing devices. So they kind of, you know, that's how they filmed it that way. Um, I don't think they, I don't remember how long they actually shot for, but I would imagine that they had to, you know, prepare it for longer than they shot.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy cool. For a television show, this is a heck of a scene. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I
4: know watching Ygritte fall like two times and the rope catching her, that just looks really painful to me. Oh, yeah. It just makes my my back hurt really bad. And I'm just like, how the hell did she even stand up after that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and it had to hurt, too, for the actors, you would think. I mean, like, there's no faking some of that. Well, and Kit had the broken
1: ankle, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that I wonder how they worked
1: around that? I was just going to say that would have cost. Well, who knows things. how much was him? But good
3: point. <laughs> right. I think they just lucked out that like John got he somehow swung over to a ledge that was big enough for him not only to pull Egret up with like both hands, but then they hugged and like were swaying around on this <laughs> ledge. Like, okay, you guys, you just almost died. Maybe like hold on, dig <laughs> in, <Take care>, guys. <laughs>
0: Be careful. I loved, I just really love the atmosphere of the whole thing too. While they're climbing, like the sounds, the wind, the mm-hmm. the like my fingers. I could just imagine that numbness of being out in the cold. Yeah. Ooh, it sounds they've so always cold. Always made the
1: wall seem really real, except for the one time when it's Hot Uncle Benjamin at the top and like his <laughs> hair is flowing and John's hair is flowing. What? <laughs> <laughs> the most unrealistic part of the show for you? It was like. The start of the, um John Snow training montage video, oh. 80s training montage video, <laughs> oh, okay. and that's all I can think
2: of when I see that scene now. <laughs> I think, I think I know what you mean. I think that's like 103 or something. It's been, yeah, yeah. yeah it got very early.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's go on to Sansa and Loris's scene. They're having a chat in the gardens of King's Landing. They're speaking about weddings, and then Loras is, um, going into some detail about <laughs> Uh, his weddings, I guess, that he's dreamed of. Sansa can't wait to leave King's Landing to see Garden. They talk about how horrible King's Landing is. And looking at them is Tyrion and Cersei. Um, Tyrion wonders which of the four of them are getting the worst arrangement. Cersei reluctantly admits that uh, Tyrion did well with the wildfire. Flyer- uh, Tyrion wants to know if she tried to have him killed at the Battle of the Blackwater. Her silence leads him to... Suspect Joffrey. Cersei assures Tyrion Joffrey will do nothing with Tywin now in King's Landing. Their conversation turns briefly towards Jamie and Cersei wonders where he is.
2: Not with you, ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh God that that early um, Sansa and Laura scene. Oh, you feel so bad for Sansa. She like has this one moment of like hope and happiness, and it's just like mm-hmm. oh no.
3: Yeah. I'm going to get out of here. It's also the one that, that sparked the that really debate, but the French sleeves things, where people oh, thought that yeah. Laura said French sleeves, because nobody yeah. understands accents, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, what Finged. What am I missing? People he
2: thought... He said
3: fringed...
2: Yeah. Ahead, oh, no, he he says fringed sleeves, but he says it really quickly, so it sounds like French sleeves, I, as uh, in France. Who yes. thought
3: that?
0: Really? I a lot know. of... A huh. Lot of Spirit. Wow,
2: that's yeah. new to me. <laughs> uh, I, it, this was another one of those tough to watch as a Loris fan thing because, yeah. yeah. you know, they kind of make him such a stereotypical what th- what they think a gay man has to be. And it's like, I don't think Loras is, you know, at least book Loris is really that into like women's clothes. But yes. <laughs> for some reason, they think, think that he would be. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Renly was described as being fairly ostentatious. And I think that would fit for Runley, but Loris never is.
0: No. Yeah. You know, I never really paid attention much to it, Chicky, before you pointed it out. And now, like, it is painful to watch these scenes. <laughs> like, just go back. Them. It's so...
2: Yeah. It's just, why do you have to rely on, on stereotypes? It's like, you know, just because someone's sexuality is something, it doesn't mean that you automatically get to assume six things about them, you yeah. know? Like- well, or mm. that we're so stupid that, like, showing Loris
1: in bed with men... You know that doesn't put it in our brains. Oh, he's gay. We
3: about fast one time thing.
1: What? It was just a five time, six time thing. <laughs> it, was a it was in college. It was in college. It doesn't count.
2: <laughs>
3: it oh god. Yeah. But the
2: Lena, the Lena and 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 Peter Dinklage interplay between the with the Cersei and and Tyrion thing is amazing too. That's a really really good scene. Where they're both, like, so fucked and they know it. (laughs) It's really good. And, like,
1: neither one of them comes up with, like, the thought, like, you know, we don't have to do this. Like, they could defy Tywin.
2: Yeah. it's, it's, It's interesting on the show. I'm not really sure what Tyrion's motivation is exactly for going through with the sansa thing other than maybe i think they kind of try to imply that he might be doing it to protect her i mean there's there's definitely a sense in the books that you know he sees the opportunity Oh, yeah. To be able to marry sansa yeah. and and it's not that he doesn't also have some good motives toward her at the same time but he definitely sees. He's, yeah yeah he, he's there, jumping at the chance
0: uh it's been a while for me but isn't there a line too, where he admits he did want her oh yeah. oh yeah part of him yeah oh yeah
2: Oh yeah, sexually? You mean yes, yes, yeah. there certainly is.
0: Okay, all right. Are we good with this scene?
2: Oh, the other thing I was going to say: Do you guys notice how they are showing Cersei in season three being very concerned about Jamie and wanting him back? She doesn't seem angry with him to me. Are, are you mm-hmm. guys picking well, we'll up angry too at... late yet? <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's yeah. still time.
2: There's still time.
0: She's got a few days before she hits that point.
1: <laughs> well, plus, I mean, I mean, I also like she doesn't know he's going to come back with one hand
0: you yeah. know greasy yeah. you know that and, it, and not, it, no, like- t- i know we joke but it, technically it isn't too late yet she's still maybe hopeful he's going to make it back in time to end this thing with Boris, so
1: well, or until- be loyal to her and he's going to come back you know marred physically not taking her orders you know it's quite a bit different
0: yeah yeah all right let's go on Okay, Sansa and Shay. Shay is undressing Sansa when they are interrupted by a visit from Tyrion. He wants to speak with her alone. Shay wants to know why. Sansa apologizes for Shay. Tells Tyrion that uh, she can stay. Tyrion closes the door. Very short scene, but but bad news is about to be delivered. So I
1: love Sansa's outfit, like underneath her like dress. Oh, "Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it's like super cute. (laughs) Maybe it's right underwear, but it was super cute. I stand by it. (laughs) No
0: one's arguing with you guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, someone argue. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I don't know, this might have been a poignant scene. I'm not really sure. I mean, like, definitely there's a lot at play here because... You have the Tyrion and Shay dynamic, and you have the T- Shay and, and Sansa mm-hmm. dynamic, and then now you have this this Tyrion and Sansa thing, and like, I think there is a lot at play. I don't know. There's just something kind of missing here for me. I don't know what it is. Uh, when I was watching it <laughs> just now, I got really hung up on Dinklage's terrible accent, and that was what I was focusing on, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like there's something <laughs> missing here that should be here. I'm not really sure what it is. I think they kind of played it for humor almost with his yeah. whole, you know, Shay,
1: sometimes people, you don't want to hear things, ha ha ha, like, yeah. they played it for like that
2: awkward moment. Yeah, yeah. which was a weird note. I mean, it's, 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 I do, I don't know, it, it's, it's hard in the books, you know, Sansa is surprised by the wedding. They, she, she gets dragged to the wedding basically by Cersei. Cersei tells her what's happening and basically pulls her to it. Um, I think she has her. She has someone dress her, or Cersei orders someone to dress Sansa and then they drag her to the wedding. I don't know. Does it, has anyone read it recently? It's something like that. Yeah, they do, and yeah. they give her a choice between Lancel and Tyrion at some point, too. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I think and she, that's... you know,
1: kind of picks Tyrion thinking that he has been nicer to her.
2: Yeah, away. and it's, you know, it's very much a gotcha. So, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's almost something worse, though, about not being surprised. It's like she has time to think about it, as we'll see later. It's, I don't know. It's an interesting choice. Hmm.
0: There's that part too that I thought played kind of weird in this scene where it's like uh, Shay oversteps, you know, her her boundaries, and then Sansa makes comment that she trusts Shay even though she always tells me I shouldn't. Like, where where were they going with that? Mm-hmm. I guess just yeah. so- solidifying that
2: big sister yeah. thing
0: Shay has with Sansa.
2: Well, That's- and I think playing more on what Tyrion knows about Shay, like. You know, I think they were kind of enjoying the fact that Sansa's trying to tell Tyrion about Shay, and it's like,
0: haha, the audience knows that he knows all about her. Yeah. Um, I don't think they quite knew what they were doing with Shay at this point, either. I, I don't know if they
2: did or not. Yeah, the, I don't know. There's uh, something about this just, just didn't work really well for me.
3: Yeah.
2: But- I think it's like Gile said, I think it is that they maybe were trying to, to play for a gotcha humor moment or something that just fell flat.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go on to Varys and Littlefinger scene. They're in the throne room. Um, they have a, they play a bit of black spy versus white spy and the banter about throtting each other and how much they enjoy doing that and seeing each other fail. Littlefinger informs Varys um, that his confidant uh, was given to a friend. Varys tells Littlefinger, he did what he did for the good of the realm. Littlefinger... Calls it all a lie, and uh, Vera says, "Well, what happens when we abandon the lie? We're left with the pit, and <laughs> we get the chaos gelada. Thanks a lot, Eon. <laughs> 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 Littlefinger so speech. Um, and while we hear Littlefinger's words, we see a dead Ross. Um, we see Sansa crying as she stares at a boat, which I think is Littlefinger's boat. Correct with the mocking? Yeah, ears. there's a mockingbird sail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that felt like a closing scene. I, I thought, oh, we're at the end of the episode already, and then the wall came back, but. <laughs> uh, wanna...
3: this it was... made me realize how much I miss, um, uh, little Littlefinger scenes. Yeah. And Ross, I yeah. like Ross, and I am sad, despite, uh, how I feel about Littlefinger, which is that I love him. I do, um, I do miss Ross. It is sad to see her go. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I loved Littlefinger's outfit in the scene like I know that really has nothing to do with anything but like having and it's not like that's the thing I focused on this time was oh my god I totally love his jacket it's all blue (laughs) underneath yeah it's (laughs) it's just super cool (laughs) anyway
2: yeah I feel like Aiden Gillen really rises to the occasion when he's with certain people and Conleth Hill is one of them Um, this is one of those times when you're not you know sitting there kind of Dying about, about the acting with Aiden Gillen, and this is a pretty good scene. Yeah, um, yeah the speech, man, they were in love with the speech. This is another one of those that was in the preseason trailers and stuff. They, they played I kinda love the this. speech too though, cause I, I, you know, I, yeah, I, it is.
1: Go Littlefinger. <laughs> Chaos isn't a pit. It is a ladder. He's, he's <laughs> right, and that like, is him, which I, I like that they came up with something that is true i think to the you know it's very true to the character
0: i think yeah. well yeah to his yeah the, it's a ladder for him for sure but i think they're both right i think chaos is a pit for some and a ladder for others
2: yeah yeah true true <laughs> yeah yeah well and and the Ver- the varus in the scene is actually really really good too like i love the line that he has about the iron throne calling it the Liza of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I like too the little bit of exchange they had where he um says there aren't a thousand swords that he's he's counted them it's like the idea of yeah, that. Like even studied them. everything yeah. yeah yeah i thought that was a cool little
3: detail. i just like if they're if they're gonna make little finger not as kind of sneaky and um i don't know the word um in the shows he is in the books like nobody really suspects him in the books in the show he's just overtly sneaky and and like
2: Mustache twirling. Yeah, like he's yeah. sitting beside the iron
3: drum, just staring at it, counting the swords, like that kind of thing. <laughs> then he might as well just go all out and have a crazy speech like this and, yeah. and just do all the insane stuff that he does. So I think yeah. it worked really yeah. well for him.
2: Yeah, he's so much more overt
3: on the Is- show. Is this is this
0: peak Littlefinger for you, Cray?
3: <laughs> this is one of the yeah, one of the highlights. Littlefinger is like a roller coaster. <laughs> this is one of the highlights. Last season was not one of the highlights because he just <laughs> screwed it all up. But anyway. Aww. It's Aww. Fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the poor Roz
2: thing, that, that yeah. is tough. That was tough to and I, I love Esme
1: Bianca. I think she was great. I kind of liked the character and I wish this hadn't happened to her, but I kind of get why they replaced her with the Oliver character knowing what they were going to do with Loris and, and knowing that they wanted to establish Olburn's bisexuality like right away. Like, I guess it kind of makes sense, but you know, I, I miss the actress. I miss the character. She had like a life to her that I think mm-hmm.
2: Really worked well on the show. She did. She was great. I feel like they just didn't know what to do with her after the first season. I think they had a good idea the first season, and then in the second season, and into the third, they just didn't know what to do with her.
1: I think in the and I think in the fourth season is when you know they obviously needed a character in the brothels. Like they needed that character once Littlefinger was gone to sort of carry that you know carry that story, carry that intrigue, and it kind of made sense that it was you know that it was Oliver, so he could also have the interaction and betrayal with Loras.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, clearly they had that, they had something like that in mind, for yeah. sure. I, I mean, I kind hate, of I hate the way yeah. that they did it. I hate this, this very yeah. sexualized I, thing that they decided yeah. to do.
1: I mean, it's very in character for Joffrey. It's, you know, it's just, it's horrifying, but the actual, like, photography is beautiful in, like, a horrifying way, if that makes sense. Like, it's horror, it, yeah, I, I don't know how else to put it.
0: No, I get you, I hear you. Like
1: the beautiful death thing, and I hate to use the word beautiful in relation to it because that just feels really icky to me, but,
0: you know, she's very
1: posed. It's very, you know, she
0: looks like a statue. very Joffrey. Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: very Joffrey. Yeah, I mean, like, aesthetically. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, it makes it somehow more kind of gruesome or... uh, Oh, for sure. Like that she's, I don't know. Well, she's not...
1: Is something she's a thing that he, he, she's a thing that he posed and destroyed. You know, she's not <laughs> even to be a person even in in death.
0: Yeah, I'm so conflicted mm-hmm. by it because aesthetically, I agree it is kind of a beautiful shot and she's very statuesque looking. But then in a way, I'm like thinking, uh, are they purposely doing that to make it look like that? And does that kind of take away from? The grotesque nature of what happened to her, like uh, I don't know,
1: I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't. I think it's almost like the fact that Joffrey did it. You get the grotesqueness because he's grotesque in mm-hmm. a way too. I, I don't know. It's, I, it's one of those things. I don't necessarily have a strong feeling on it either way. I just, I wish the character hadn't died. I guess it's, you know yeah. what it comes down to for
0: me. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next scene. Um, we have an exhausted John and Yagret making it to the top of the wall. Uh, John leads her over to the edge to look at the southern side. And then they make out. And I know. I, mean, I, have, I, have little, do? I have little feelings for these two. But even I have to admit the shot, the scene was very gorgeous and epically romantic. So so I'll give
4: them <laughs> the that. Music.
3: I love the music at the end. Mm hmm.
4: It's just—it's great. It's a beautiful scene.
3: But again, they're standing right on the edge. Like you guys, <laughs> yeah. Step back, because that's how they get back their- to the seven hundred foot wall. <laughs> that's how they get their kicks, cray. I guess. It's just it's the <laughs> adrenaline pumping. Then they just do it there in front of everybody, I guess. <laughs> Not everyone can sword
0: fuck. <laughs> Some people climb fuck. <laughs> right.
1: Maybe they
3: did on that ledge. Like we didn't see them start climbing again. They just had a little quickie, and then they oh started going back <laughs> up again. <laughs> I'm logistically trying to
1: picture to that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah, like has different bits that just push sideways. There you go. This is like
2: such a like classic <laughs> romance novel cover. I feel like yeah. In this shot. You oh just yeah. Do a still and print it and <laughs> put it on a book.
0: How is this not poster? I mean, actually, it's like an inspirational a poster <laughs> shots
1: in here that are like the, the actual photography of the shots, like you know, going back to Ros, going to this scene, going even to like the Jamie and Brienne scenes. Like if you just took still photograph scenes, I mean, they're just absolutely stunning. Oh,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> oh, that brings us to People the end like of the episode. <laughs> What's up? I love the stupid phrase. <laughs> it's like the stupid phrase. If you took a picture of them, you'd still look... <laughs> It'd be so romantic. Just... I wonder if there's like a pattern out there for those hats. You got me thinking about Halloween now, Guile. <laughs> they
1: don't look too so complicated.
0: <laughs>
1: but you need like a whole. And then you need someone to be Lady Stoneheart.
3: Oh, right. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I don't like sewing. I'd make mine out of felt and glue.
3: <laughs> Which would be even <laughs> more, while more while appropriately fray somehow. I don't know what. <laughs> to make it out of macaroni.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that brings us to the end of the episode. That you guys what do you guys think overall? Would you like this one?
1: Yeah. I like this stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> last
1: We're so good. Like three and four of this season are probably some of the best episodes of the show ever. Yeah. Then yeah, this one's yeah. kind of a this one's a bit um it slows down. Yeah. I think when they bit. were obviously stalling for time so that the red wedding was near the end of the season.
2: <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I agree. There was a weird pacing feeling at this point. And even in seven I think I, like the bear pit yeah. is really great, but yeah, there there was like a, a weird lull. Um and, and, yeah. But I mean that has to happen, you know, that's that's kind of the
1: Yeah, but I think one of the nice things is as the show gets bigger, they have more confidence to not necessarily do that. You know, I would hope that, okay, Hard Home being an eight, the Purple Wedding, like, the cumulative effect of this is hopefully that they don't, like, sell out the entire middle part of the season for a shocking finale, which, you know, is exactly what happened. (laughs) 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 I think
3: watching the the first time probably... Um, I, I didn't notice it, but watching now, knowing what happens in the climb and them going back four times to that, to them climbing the wall, mm. maybe slowed it down a bit. But watching the first time, I didn't, I didn't uh, feel like this was slow at all.
0: Yeah, there's that one scene in particular. I, I kind of just skipped it. I was like, they don't really need to do that,
3: Or oh, Where she just says, "Are you staring at my ass?" and then like, yeah, was it like,
0: eh, really? Okay. Uh, do we have? Oh wait, did we have questions? I don't think we did. Did we? I don't know who has. Them. Uh,
2: I don't think we did.
4: No, we don't. Like, there's one that we could
0: probably cover in another episode. Okay. Like, or f- yeah. uh, do we have? But we did have reviews and thank yous, correct?
2: Yes. Um,
4: we got two iTunes reviews in, and um, two. Is this two oh, really? One yes. <laughs> And um, the first one's titled Boner Acting is All in the Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is by Aaron and the Kits. And uh, we got five stars. Ooh. Great podcast. Good for a laugh. Nice combo of show and books. Team Baelish approved. XOXO XO, sweetlings. Yes.
0: <laughs> My people. <laughs> Your person. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. <laughs> Let's see
1: Next we got right?
0: There you <laughs> go
3: let
4: see our no- Another one is uh, Titled A Thing of Beauty By Choo Choo Goo. Five stars Oh <laughs> <laughs> good Yeah Five stars Awesome Let's see It says Well what can I say About this podcast Been listening to it For a while now And it's seriously One of the most fun And insightful Podcasts Or listened to It's a podcast for fans of the pairing as well as the show, without the in-your-face arrogance that most book readers carry (laughs) in their attitude. We try to keep it real,
0: y'all. That was a y'all for eon.
4: (laughs) There will be laugh, fangasms, there will be giggles, there will be awe, hate, of course, and there will be tables.
0: (laughs) God willing, there will be oh, tables. Nice. Oh, God. Yeah, there better be some <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking tables.
2: <laughs> fucking fucking tables?
0: Fucking fucking tables.
1: <laughs> Is that <not> a bronze <laughs> fucking place? It's a bronze <laughs> fucking <laughs> table. table. I found this table, Jamie. And
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't move at all. Yeah, I test it for sturdiness. <laughs> This'll <Yep>. do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for that review. Yes. <laughs> that <was awesome. laughs> all right. Is that all of them? Um,
4: well, there's one. Um, Zuzu Petal says, love the podcast so much. And here is a little question if if you want me to ask it. Okay. Says, I was wondering, do you guys ever have people on who have only watched the show and haven't read the books?
2: Oh. I, like Yeah, we have. We have a couple times. Well, like, sure, yeah. husbands, like, <laughs> husbands, <laughs> Mr. Lott and Mr. Chickie have been on and they haven't read and we let them on for some reason. So if you marry someone. <laughs> if you marry. <laughs> if you marry someone. <laughs> it's all about who you're fucking, I guess. If you, <laughs> about,
0: it's you fuck your way onto this podcast. <laughs> and now Cray's like,
3: what? <laughs> <laughs> I was not informed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you- gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> have we had another show only person? I don't know if we have. Mm. I feel so like we have um, we have we have
4: um Alice remember Alice yes yes yeah. that's right Alice
2: yeah yep. so yes
0: we do it was the long answer to that question yes, we, did. we did allow it once yeah
2: we'll allow so it again we, we may make an exception <laughs> depending on how you do in the bedroom we may make an exception
0: <laughs> how you do that thing with your tongue <laughs> oh god this got Randy fast
2: <laughs> so,
1: so no, oh, see, no. this is why we need randall tarley to be hot so instead of this got random this got
0: randall <laughs> this got randall really fast randall. Oh, good oh, God. that's oh, not good all right you know what's funny the next thing i'm gonna say is hit, let us know if you'd like to be a member of our panel <laughs> by sending us a message at close the door and at gmail.com. I'm messaging or, us your hotel room number. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to see some pics too. <laughs> yes, pics preferred uh, up front, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, or you can message us at closethedoorandcomehere.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Uh, support us on Patreon. Close the door forward slash patreon.com. Please like and review us on iTunes. We love getting those. Uh, we are looking for season six questions. Uh, you can send those through any of those means.
2: Or theories, right? We'll take theories, right, Kyle? Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: anything. Um, Literally, I will take anything. (laughs) (laughs) If it's about season six or maybe, oh, you know what? What's really funny is when I was, like, actually, like, writing up something about it, I kept calling, I've called five, so... (laughs) Wow. <laughs> season five We're going to do season five over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just a redo. I mean, some of the spoilers sort of make me think it could be a redo, so who you knows? You have a point there.
2: You do have a point there, for sure. So,
1: No, season six, do not send your season five series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be
0: hilarious. I'm going to send keys, them now. Go to Dorne and, like, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just dig up all the ones where somehow, by some miracle, Jamie and Brienne were going to be together in season five. Remember <laughs> those? Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what doing? I'll, I'll dig up some of
1: yours, Guy. I'll send them to you. <laughs> I'll just regurgitate my own theories, but of course, season yeah, they'll be together by like episode eight, whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, we're also looking for questions for upcoming fan fiction episode we're doing um, in September, so send us those. Uh, what okay.
2: Kind of questions? Are you taking?
0: What kind of questions?
2: Yeah, like like questions about questions for authors, but like just questions about fan fiction.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're curious about fan fiction, or if you're an avid reader of fan fiction, I know there's quite a few of you out there. Um, even the, if the authors that we have, if you have questions specific to their works, I'll take anything really. Wow. Yeah, I'm my own
1: caveat would be, and I, I know we've had a question on Tumblr about this, is I would just stay away from asking people, "What's your fav- You know, what are your favorites? Because I, I think people feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, mentioning that because you're always gonna be afraid to forget to men- you'll forget to mention something or someone. Um so I think in gen- generalities are probably better than specific questions about specific fics.
0: Yeah, I know. We get a lot of feelings get kind of tender when it comes to you know, fan fic recommendations. At yeah. the same time too, like if an author is uncomfortable uh volunteering that information, you can tell it yeah, can that's tell them, true but- I'd rather not, you know, <laughs> that's fine too. Just that's a good uh, point. the whole idea of the episode is just to kinda I think we've been really blessed with a really fantastic fandom that supports creativity. Um with fan fiction, videos, fan art. Like we've got one of the best fandoms well, I, I don't know. I've never been in any other fandom, so I'm talking straight out of my ass right now. But it seems pretty damn
1: good. So I just it want is. to... I think um, the Columbo fandom is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they have two podcasts. <laughs> and also the Anna Green Gables fandom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Top notch.
0: <laughs> I just really feel like there's... I don't know. Since we started the podcast, there were a lot of people wanting to... A fan fiction. Are you going to do a fan fiction episode? So we're going to try it. We'll see how it goes. And uh, maybe if it goes well in the future, we could have other authors on, you know, and keep it going. Do some fan art in awesome. the future as so well.
2: So the authors are what we've got Lot, Guile, uh Relly, Comma. Relly. And comma. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awesome. That's going to be a really good episode. And so I think,
1: interestingly enough, there's two, oh, I'm to say there's two JB fics that are listed in um, TV tropes, and both of the authors will be. In the panel.
0: Awesome. Uh, Awesome. Who are they? I don't even know. (laughs) Uh,
1: common, common, really.
0: Awesome. See, you're gonna have to help me do something. It's not us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. Well, I don't want to talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, it'll be great. I promise. It'll be good. All in the spirit of supporting creativity. That's the whole idea. Spirit of supporting creativity. Alright, so that's it. Thank you, panel a great up. Thank you, Cray for Moderator. guesting. Thank you're you. You're welcome.
2: Uh, yeah, thank you. We're so <laughs> right. glad to have Cray back. Cray with her normal voice.
0: We're happy you're here. Yeah, I'm no. not.
3: I hope I. I don't know yet if it's a mouthful voice. <laughs> <or someone else. laughs> Guys, I, I haven't told you. She sounds
0: down down like an ahead. alien right
3: now. God <laughs> <laughs> <Hot>, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She she, she's like end boss on some, like, 80s video game. 90s video game. All I was right.
2: kind of hoping she'd go the other way and, and play it super deep for this podcast. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> really <low>. I'm gray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can use antlers for spikes
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about antlers.
0: <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. Uh-oh. And I'm not. That- <laughs> All right, bye. Goodbye,
2: everybody. <laughs> bye. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay.